I'm Jeff Murphy from Boston University Alumni Relations, and I'm your host for an interview series showcasing the career paths of our most interesting and accomplished alumni. Welcome to the Proud to Be You podcast. Today's guest is College of Communication alumnus Billy Weiss. If you don't know him by name, you've almost certainly seen his work. He's the head photographer for the Boston Red Sox. Billy spent the last seven seasons capturing the defining moments of Red Sox history and two World Series titles. In addition to being our guest on Proud to Be You, you'll also find Billy featured in the next issue of Bostonia Magazine. He sat down with me on the podcast to share his journey from the dark rooms in Calm to the hallowed halls of Fenway Park. Billy Weiss, you are the manager of photography for the world champion Boston Red Sox. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. So uh, I generally want to start with the most important questions. I know that you were on the staff of the Red Sox in 2013. Did you bring your world championship ring to show me today? You know, I should have brought it. I got size for my 2018 one yesterday. So I have it in the office. It's right across the street, and I completely blank. But next time, I'll next, bring okay, it. Okay, perfect. I knew you wouldn't have the 2018 one yet, but uh, I remember that you had started. Well, um, you know, I, I'm excited to talk about your work with the Red Sox. Obviously, I'm a lifelong fan, of course, um, but generally we, we kind of go chronologically. So did you grow up knowing that you wanted to be a photographer? How did that, how did that all shape out in your life? Definitely not. I, I started taking classes in high school just kind of casually um, in the dark room, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice hobby. Um, it kind of came more easily or more natural to me than math and science and that type of thing. But I never at that point thought like, okay, I'm going to make a career out of this. Um, I did grow up in a very artistic household. Um, my, my dad is a fine artist and my mom's a pianist. So there was, creativity was always kind of encouraged and pushed. And so I think that for sure had an influence um, on my life. But um, it kind of developed into more of a, a serious career when I got to college and started working for the student newspaper in college. And remind me what you were majoring in in college? I was a communications major, oh, okay. which was very broad. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably halfway through college, started thinking about how to kind of tailor it towards photography. Where did you go undergrad again? I went to Goucher College, which is a small liberal arts school outside of Baltimore. And did you grow up in Maryland? Yeah, I grew up uh, north of Baltimore. Yeah. So then how did you make your way to Boston? So I actually uh, came here for grad school at BU. Okay. Um, so I was applying to grad schools and um, you know went through the application process. And when I when I really decided like BU was the w- the way I wanted to go, I uh, made the move up here, and that's what brought me up here. And at the time, I wasn't really sure that I would stay here after graduating from from BU or not. But you know, I'm here eight years later. It just kind of worked out. So I had taken a look at your LinkedIn page earlier. Did you already have a job at the Red Sox before you started your master's degree here, or how did it happened all at the same time. Okay. So um, I got here and then immediately got an internship with the Red Sox. And it all happened um, right at the same time. And actually, the way I got the internship was through um, another BUCOM alum who was then the team photographer of the Red Sox at the time, Mike Ivins. And so there was already that BU network kind of in place, and that's how um, you know I got linked with the Red Sox. We were talking about just the network of it before we, we started recording here today. Um, when you reflect back on your undergrad experience, the internships you've had, um, would you say that, I mean, what, what percentage of like your success do you owe to your ability to, to con- make connections with other people? Yeah. I mean, the cliche is like, it's all about who you know, right? But it definitely, there is validity to that. Um, especially in the photo world, it, it really does go a long way to make the right connections and meet the right people. 
um, when it comes to editors, people who are hiring you for work, um, creative directors at teams. Um, you got to make those right connections, and it, it'll take you. It'll take you far for sure. And I know that you had said that the the faculty at BU had been a big part of that for you while you were doing. Were you in a master's program full time? Were you going part time? Yeah, it was full time. So it really was a it was a ten month program, and it got me through very quickly. But it was a super intensive um, ten months, and um, really, a, a, I mean, I loved every minute of it. I could go on and on. But the faculty, um, you know, you mentioned the faculty. The faculty, I think, what drew me to BU. Uh, more than anything was the faculty and the experience that they that they brought um, to the table. I mean, these these were people who had had incredible jobs and incredible levels of respect within the photojournalism world. And many of them were still working, you know, teaching and working at the same time. So it wasn't like they were just kind of in academia, um, you know, teaching something out of a textbook. I mean, they were literally doing it every day and then coming to class and telling us how to do it. So, um to, to learn from people like that uh, was was a unique opportunity, and I think one that was um, presented most strongly at BU. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you had talked again talking about the faculty. Who are some of the professors that you had that really you know made an impact on you during your time here at BU? Yeah. Masters? So Peter Smith, uh, Peter's well, both Peter Smith and Peter Southwick. Um, I was just talking to Peter Smith uh, right before we came here. Um, <laughs> But I'll start with Peter Southwick. He was the the chair of the department at the time. And I remember when I was um, applying to schools and visiting the schools and looking around, I went into Peter Southwick's office and I looked on the wall and his wall was just covered with all of these beautiful photographs that he had taken from his career as a journalist for the AP and for the Boston Globe, um, you know, covering the Red Sox in the 70s and 80s and um, news in Boston. He had this beautiful photo of Mother Teresa. He just had all these incredible images that he had made from his career. And from the first time I sat down in his office and looked up at the wall, I was like, okay, this is where I want to come. Like, this is where I want to be. I want to do what he's doing. Um, And, you know, his his guidance throughout my time here and still to this day um, really, really was was memorable. And and I appreciate it. Peter Smith as well, um, more on the multimedia and video side. You know, he really taught me the the bones of of doing video stuff, which is which is incredibly important um, in the photography world, too. and also just a great guy to kind of bounce stories off of. And, and um, you know, he was doing it as well in his own career. And Michelle Johnson, she was on the kind of more of the web multimedia side, um, social media. And again, another skill that you really have to have um, to, to be successful in this business now. And so it's kind of like the combination of all the, all the professors who brought their unique skill set and unique perspectives and it all like comes together and, and gives you a really well-rounded kind of um, set of skills that you, that you can use. Nice. Well, I also wanted to ask you, I mean, I'm, I'm psyched to hear that you had these amazing faculty. Did you come into your master's program um, knowing you had the internship with the Sox. Did you know that you wanted to be sort of like working full time for uh, an organization? I mean, hopefully as great as, as the Red Sox. Um, but did you did you know that you wanted to go to work somewhere? Did you think that you were going to be more of a sort of freelance photojournalist? What was like the dream? What was the vision while you were wrapping up that master's? Being honest, I didn't know at the time what where it was going to lead me and what and what I was going to do. I mean, I think I always worked well as part of a team and part of a larger you know organization. So I think that was probably my hope. But I definitely had no answers at that time. I didn't know, um, and I think I kind of, you know, began to figure it out over the course of that year. Um, and then, it, you know, obviously did work out with the Red Sox. But I think, you know, the the one of the great things about the program was that 
it prepared you for both. You know, it prepared you to go work for a newspaper or a newswire or a sports team. Um, and it also prepared you to kind of be an independent freelancer and and learn that hustle, you know, that it takes to succeed as a, you know, as a freelancer. And so um, I didn't know at the time, but I, I felt like I was prepared to do either. Hmm. Um, so I know, though, that you, you're ba- much of the work that you've done as a photojournalist has been around sports. Was that always kind of have, have you done other things that are non sports related that just don't show up on your LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile or on your website? Or I've done a few like isolated news and feature stories, but sports were sports is my, are my passion. You yeah. know, I grew up playing sports, watching sports, you know, enjoying sports. And I think as a photographer, you know, whatever you shoot, you you should be passionate about it and you should be knowledgeable about it. And I think that's what I know best. That's what I enjoy best. So I think just naturally the opportunities that presented themselves to me um, were sports related. So well, it makes sense to combine your passion with, you know, something that you can do for, for work. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work, you know. It just yeah. feels like you're having a great time. Well, now you've been with the Red Sox for, what, seven years? Yeah, this will be eight, number eight. Does it up. feel like work now? Or <laughs> has the magic gone from, from working for, the again, the world champion Boston Red Sox? Um, it is work. It's very hard work. And I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes, but it doesn't. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like work. I mean, I pinch myself every day that I'm sitting in the field at Fenway Park and taking pictures of the Red Sox. Like it's a it's a like an unbelievable experience. And, um, I, you know, I feel very lucky. But that being said, it is very hard work. It's long nights. It's weekends. It's um, time in the summer when everyone else is on vacation, you know, so um, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. But at the end of the day, of course, worth it. Are you on the road with the team all year, every away game? Or did you sort of share duties for traveling? Or how does that all work out? So we don't travel every road trip um, 162 games a year. There's just <laughs> there's so many games. You don't need to be there all the time. It's kind of was all the same after, the, after a while. Um, but we'll pick a few key road trips to go on, you know, whether the team has an off day in one of the cities and we can do some cool kind of behind the scenes content or it's a, a stadium like a Wrigley Field or somewhere that just kind of gives another element. Yeah. Yankees, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll pick and choose our spots throughout the year, but I'm always there traveling for spring training. Um, as soon as we're in the playoffs, I'm traveling any sort of clinch scenario. I'm traveling any sort of player milestone that would happen on the road. Mm-hmm. We'll travel. Um, but day to day, the average road trip where, you know, we've got enough that we need at home here mm-hmm. at Fenway. So you are heading to spring training. Are you there the entire time? I'm there half the time. So oh, about, okay. a, about a month. Yeah. We've got an, an alumni event we do down at Fort Myers every year. It's coming up this year on no February kidding. 23rd, I think. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be uh, time that you're down there, but we'll, there'll be a giant contingent of BU alumni in the stands for, it's a game against the Yankees. So. Oh, no kidding. Yep. I will be there. You got to uh, let me know. Well, people <laughs> look out for Billy Weiss when you're down there. Um, so so the other thing that we had talked about before we started was kind of like the this balancing point between the art of photography and the the sort of journalism aspects and the business aspects. Do you feel like what what was it that got you your job with the Red Sox? Is it a combination of all of those things, or is it really purely like you're somebody who takes amazing shots? Mm-hmm. We got to get this guy in the door, and then the sort of manager aspect came after that. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you've got to be good at your craft, right? Like you need to be you know, take great pictures that tell the story of the team or whatever organization you're with. Um, But I think beyond that, it it really goes a long way that you're able to work well as part of a team and part of a larger um, group of people. Like I'm in, I'm in a, 
I'm in the marketing department and we have a, a, a group called Creative Services. And so I'm working every day with the graphic designers, our social media people, our advertising people, um, corporate partnerships. So it takes, you know, kind of this ability to be like a chameleon in a way and work with different departments that have nothing to do with photography. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. And also just um, being easy to get along with and, and you know, kind of go with the flow and be able to work with people um, is, is just as big a part of it as the actual pictures, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So in addition to those things, when, when you have, you know, whether it's undergrad students or just somebody who, who loves photography, I'm yeah. guessing... 80 million times a week, people are asking you, like, how do I, how do I get that job? You know, you talked a little bit about that, but are, what are the specific kind of like, I, I know you got a lot of value out, out of the photojournalism master's program that you did here, but what are the things you tell people, like, if they want to have your job someday? Yeah. Well, the thing is, we want people who are shooters. We want people who are out there shooting a lot, like, every day. Um, really developing a deep diverse portfolio like we don't want to just see 20 pictures of baseball like there's so much more in the world that you can shoot there's so many stories to tell so i always like to tell you know young people who are applying um shoot everything that you can possibly get your hands on shoot news shoot sports shoot arts and entertainment portraits weddings events headshots like do it all because you need to be well-rounded um and it's not just like sports action when you have a job like this there's so many other types of photography that you have to do um and i think the other thing is kind of develop your own style or look like some something that separates you from the other hundreds of portfolios that we're looking at like what makes your your look or your style um unique or different than every than every other portfolio that we see um so i think those are the the main things that i tell people um it's just it's not just about baseball and it's not just about like being a fan of the Red Sox right or being a fan of whatever team you're working for but it's like you want to do it because you love photography and you love telling good stories so um, I'm curious you know you, you you're, you're mentioning a lot about sort of telling stories um, what are in, in your work with the Red Sox or even before I'm curious to know you know what are what are some of the I don't know if it's shots, mm -hmm. but what are the things that stand out in terms of like the work that you've done that you're the most proud of? Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the things we're trying to do right now, um, which we did a good job of in 2018, is to go beyond the field and kind of tell the story of these players as hum as the humans that they are, right? Obviously, everybody sees the home runs and the strikeouts and everything that happens in the field, but I'm fascinated by like what t what type of people... what what kind of people are they away from the baseball field? I mean, yes, in a lot of cases, there are multimillion dollar athletes that are in the limelight every day, but in a lot of ways, I kind of find out like they're just like you and I, in a lot of ways, you know, they've got families, they've got um, other things they're interested in, you know, clothes, fashion, like arts. And so I think we're trying to tell those. And one of the things we did this year was um, we followed them around um, during an off day that they had in New York city. Um, during a series that they played against the Yankees uh, in the middle of the season. And it was really cool. It was just kind of like you woke up and I just tried to text as many of the guys as I could and say, hey, what are you doing today? Can I tag along for a couple of minutes? And most of them were like super cool with it. And um, I got some cool things. I mean, I was at I was at a like a Southern barbecue for dinner with Mookie um, and, you know, just kind of a nice like off guard moment of him. Um, we had Eduardo Nunez in Times Square um, interacting with some New York cops. Um, 
you know, we had Jackie Bradley at the, at the Central Park Zoo with his daughter and his wife, just kind of like things like that that show the human side of them. Um, and that's kind of the stuff that right now I'm the most proud of because I feel like like I've done the action and I, like I can do that, um, but I'm trying to like dig a level deeper and kind of show a, a layer that people don't see. Do you as the manager of photography have that kind of editorial power to go in that direction or who, like who do you report to at mm-hmm. the Red Sox and are, and are those folks kind of giving you, you know, the, the direction or is it, is it, do you have the freedom to, to decide that? So I report to the director of creative services, who is actually also a com alum. Um, Tim We're he- everywhere. Yeah, they really are. Um, Tim Heinzelman. And so he kind of oversees our operation. But day to day, I don't really, you know, it, it's more long term strategically. What are we going to do? But day to day, it's kind of on me to make those calls. And really the success or failure to be able to do that, it de- hinges on the, on the relationships you make with the players. And that's something that just takes time. Um, and being around for a while to to build up. But once you do build up that level of trust and, and mutual respect, um, they kind of let you in and you can really witness some some cool moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, you know, I wasn't super surprised when I learned that you were working for the Sox year-round, even in the off-season. Um, are there other things that people, you know, the, the general public or your friends and family just really misunderstand about what your job is? And, and everybody, I'm sure, just guesses that you're palling around with the players all day and that kind of thing. But Right. I think they see the the glamorous side of it, right? But I think what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, like I said, it is long nights, long weekends. It's hour, like a lot of hours you put into this. I think the other thing is any photographer is most likely is shooting things that they don't maybe necessarily always want to do. Like I shoot a lot of, you know, events, cocktail hours, um, things that creatively aren't going to end up in my portfolio. They're not, you know, how I market myself, but it pays the bills. And it's a, that's a reality, I think, of, of photography these days. You have to be willing to kind of do those things that, you know, maybe aren't the sexiest thing to do. But um, I think that's kind of a, a general maybe misunderstanding is that I just do like <laughs> glamorous baseball and World Series and whatever. But there's a lot of, I mean, I work really hard, you know, to, to, to do some other things and... Um, yeah, it's just you have to so, put in the hours. So those things that you're talking about, though, are you know the the cocktail hours. Yeah. Are you talking about things that you're doing for the socks, or you're also? I mean, no, you're, that's you're doing some things on the side. Yeah, yeah, I try and do it as much as I can. I mean, one creatively, if you're shooting baseball all year, you need something to kind of take your mind off of it. Um, but two, like, yeah, I try and just stay as well versed and well rounded as I can. So yeah, events, weddings, other portraits, corporate work, um, video work. You know, that's stuff that I, I do do quite a bit of, um, but maybe doesn't always, is not as always, uh, always as visible. Yeah. Yeah. So it hasn't been that long since you, you know, were a student here at Com getting your mm-hmm. master's. I'm curious if, if you, you know, sit back and think for a second, um, what are, what are the things that you know about being a professional photographer now that maybe you didn't know as a, as a grad student? I think it's just, well, the one is like, I think as a student, you underestimate the work that it takes to get to a high level of success. Like you really have to work and you got to like sacrifice a lot. It's a lot of your time that you would spend with your family and friends that you're going to be working, you know, doing whatever event or whatever game. And I think I wish I knew that a little bit more back when I started. Um, but I think it's just kind of something that you learn as you, as you go. Um, 
And then I think the the main thing is just learning as many skills as you can, um, as far as not just photo, but video and writing, blogging, social media, um, being as well as well versed as you can um, definitely goes a long way. I don't think I, I don't think I really fully grasped that when I was a student, you know, both in undergrad and and at the beginning of of grad school. Um, but you know, just just being as as well rounded as you can will definitely take you far. So you have what I think a lot of uh, people who are passionate about photography would would think of as a dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't saying that you have any plans to move on from the socks, but w- what's a dream job for you now? You know, uh, where where do you see your your career heading? Um, are there other kinds of work that you, you'd love to be doing full time? That sort of thing. Couple ways, and um, one is completely unrelated to where I am now. But another BU alum, Pete Souza. I think has the dream job of many photographers, but I mean, I think something like that would be incredible. And I've never really done politics or news, so I don't really have the experience in that realm. But I think just being able to document history and something like something like what Pete's done is uh, it would be would be very cool. But I think kind of more directly related to where I am now, like I'd love to kind of um, branch into the agency route and kind of pick up more creative work for brands like, you know, the Nikes and the Under Armors, um, kind of brands like that, that, that um, work with professional athletes, but not necessarily out at the live game or the live event, but more in a controlled environment um, for portraits or videos or anything like that. So I think that's where I'm kind of trying to pivot now. And I would love to, you know, be able to, to push, to push that way in the future. Um, I love where I'm at the, at the Red Sox, but, you know, always keeping a pulse on, on what's out there. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I was looking at your work on your website uh, earlier, and there were definitely some shots that, like, I know I had seen at some. Maybe it's just fun following the socks on social media, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I know you've had things published mm-hmm. in countless numbers of publications. Were the, was there one sort of publication of a photo of yours that you were just like, "Wow, I really made it"? That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think there was one that stuck stuck out when it must have been 2016 when Ortiz was retiring and they put up this huge billboard saying thank you David it was like in honor of his retirement it was one of my photos and I was like that's pretty cool I mean this is as big as it gets as far as a sports figure goes and um, to kind of use the photo as a small part of the tribute I thought was pretty cool I was like okay you know that's <laughs> that's one that I'll save and I think I had seen also there was one of him I think when he was sort of coming back after the playoff or the, whatever loss it was where mm-hmm. it sort of ended his career at Fenway and he had walked back out on the field and was yeah. tipping his cap it yeah. was photos that you you were standing next to him I was there was, yeah, I was yeah. there as were a million what it seemed like a million <laughs> other photographers that was yeah. a surreal moment I mean yeah. it was like honestly I think we were all fighting back tears while out there shooting it, I know he was crying. Yeah. I was actually just looking at those photos this morning. Um, and I was like, man, that was a really raw moment. Like that was an emotional moment. It's cool to think like, wow, I was there for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, is the website, your website, the best place for, for people to check out some of your work? Would you do a little plug for us? Yeah. So my portfolio is uh, www.billyweiss.com. And then I also post a lot to Instagram. So I'm at bjweiss22 on Instagram. And that's probably the best place to follow me. And of course, you can follow the Red Sox on social, at Red Sox on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Well, last question. Um, Can you get me a job at the Red Sox? For BU, I do anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Billy, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks so much. Great talking to you. Thanks again to Billy for joining me on Proud to Be You. It was fantastic to get a glimpse behind the scenes of what so many of us would consider to be a dream job. 
If you'd like to see some of Billy's work and read more about his story, don't miss his profile in the next edition of Bostonia Magazine. Thanks again for listening to the Proud to Be You podcast. If you like what we're doing, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Proud to Be You wherever you download your episodes. I'm Jeff Murphy, and no matter where your path takes you, be proud to be you. The Proud to Be You podcast is produced by Boston University Alumni Relations. Our theme is from Jump and APM Music. To learn more about Proud to Be You, visit bu.edu slash alumni slash podcast.